to Minute 111 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Eric Deutsch, co-host of Flash Gordon Minute and Escape from New York Minute. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. Well, it'll be interesting to escape from somewhere other than New York for a change. Um, apparently. Then, you know, you can go back in time and find a way to, 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 to escape in a different way from a different place. With uh, less yes. technology, but, but but you do get Donald Pleasance in both, so you know. Yes, we do. Absolutely, I was excited about that. That he's in my my minutes this week. There you go. Minute one eleven begins with Mac and Ashley Pitt releasing Slack on the rope, and it goes all the way till Roger is trying to understand Danny, as we discussed last week with without Eric, but uh, <laughs> we're continuing with that with that. So we we get the the. The officers or the POWs are, are starting to go into the, the tunnel, and Roger's getting ready to, to be the first one to, to go through to reach one of the, the farthest stations. So you have uh, Ashley Pitt and, and Mac help him onto the trolley. He bangs on, he taps on the trolley twice, and then moves along, and they, they hold on to the rope in order to make sure that the, the trolley doesn't get stuck. I, I love the way that they, they do the, the mechanics of this whole thing. You know, that they have these trolleys and they have ropes on both ends and, you know, you just have to make sure you have enough slack and it, it's just, it, it looks like a toy, it feels like a toy or like something you'd have in an amusement park type of thing, you know. Yes, uh, yes, very good point. In fact, it made me think of when I was a kid, my dad had this uh, wooden, basically just a giant plank of wood that he attached, he screwed four sets of wheels into each corner that we would use as like a dolly if we needed to pull things from the front yard to the backyard. And it, it kind of just reminds me of that, just a real bare bones, get something that doesn't look pretty, but it does the job and just throw it together. Right. So you, you mean you would be escaping all the time from your front yard to your backyard? <laughs> exactly, did yes. You, did you With tap various on, supplies. Did you yes. tap on it twice to make to, to tell someone <laughs> to start, you know, to pull? <laughs> there was no track, unfortunately, uh, to, so it was always uh, swaying back and forth behind me. Ah, okay. <laughs> but it actually looks like it might be fun as a kid to, to be on one of these things. I, I don't know how much fun it would necessarily be for, for an adult to go through this. You know, uh, Obviously, you want to get out of the camp, so you're, you're willing to do it, but it, it, it doesn't look like it's that comfortable. <laughs> you know, you, you'd think yeah, they would have um, put a pillow on it or something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's funny uh, you say that because despite the clear physical discomfort, the way that um, Richard Attenborough, as Roger, holds his satchel in front of him so that it doesn't touch the ground, there was something about that just – it struck me as so proper the yeah, way but, he did that. But, like, but know, when I look at that, told... when I look at that, my arms get tired just by looking at it. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, we don't we don't know how far down he's really going. You know, even if he's going, really going uh, you know, I mean, we know, we know that the the whole tunnel is what did they say, 435 feet? I think they said feet, right? Not meters. 435 feet. They have the way stations along the way. So let's say each way station is 100, 150 meters, something like that. That's still a nice long amount of of space for someone to have to, you know, hold that satchel steady so that it doesn't fall. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I was so impressed with with him specifically, the way he held it. He was just, you know, I'm holding this, and I'm, I'm you know, keeping it uh, almost like the stiff upper lip of the UK that uh, you're always hearing. Exactly, exactly. And then we, we get a shot of Hiltz, you know, playing with a spade, trying to, you know, playing. You see, I love the, you can see the roots from under, the, you know, from under, from from the ground next to him. I mean, again, this, this 
the, I've said this so many times, and, and everyone who's listening to this has heard me say it so many times, but this movie is so detailed. The production is just amazing, you know, that they're, they're going to show a character trying to dig out, you know, pull, pull out the soil from under, but you, you still get all the roots, you know. They didn't, don't just have sand there or anything like that. It, it, it looks so realistic the way that they, that they do this here. Absolutely. Excellent production value. Yeah. You know, really making sure that every single little detail looks as realistic as possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he he takes his shovel or spade and starts, uh, you know, tapping against the ceiling to try and open the hole a little bit. You know, he's doing it nice and quietly and stuff like that. And then we get a shot of Danny and Willie waiting somewhat patiently below, even though you can you can see that Danny is very agitated. I mean, he, he definitely looks like he's about to cry, which which says a lot about Charles Bronson. You know, the, the, as tough a, a, an actor as he usually plays and looks, he also can play someone who looks really scared. <laughs> and And... What is he scared of? He's scared of the claustrophobia, you know. Yeah, that was my same note that, that you know, Charles Bronson, tough guy, um, playing this role with this phobia and that, you know, he's the tunnel king. Uh, so it's not the character. It's not innate to him. It's not someone who was born that, you know, even at a young age had this uh, almost irrational fear of it. It's based on the fact that he's been in so many tunnels. It's It's essentially PTSD from being in so many tunnels in his life. Well, that that's true, but he does also mention that, that, that as a kid he was always somewhat claustrophobic, but he's dug the tunnels just because, you know, he needs to do so in order to get out. Mm. You know, uh, that, that that's what he said when he tried escaping the night before when he was going to go through the wire. Mm. But but no, I'm sure that there is the, the PTSD aspect of this also. There, there's no question about that. And then Willie tries to, to, to reassure him, you know, and he, he basically says to him, oh, Look, I can hear them coming. You know, you should you should wait patiently because they're. What does he say? He says uh, they're coming down the shaft now, Danny, and they'll be coming uh, right up the tunnel. You know, he's he's sort of you know giving him a play by play of uh, you know he's the uh, Mel Allen of uh, or any <laughs> you can you can choose you know any name you want to use you know. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, someone a little more modern maybe than Mel Allen. <laughs> Well, I, I, I can't remember the last time I listened to a baseball game. So, uh, you know, I listened to play-by-plays. I've seen clips here and there. I, uh, I unfortunately don't have the time to sit and watch baseball games these days, especially since, you know, because of, of COVID, you know, everyone's watching them from afar. So that, Mel Allen was the first one that came to mind. Sorry, who's, who's, <laughs> who's the current announcer? Do you, do you know? Uh, well, I, 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 am a, I am a Mets fan. I, yeah, I knew you were so, about to say uh, that. As soon as you, as soon so, as you paused, you were, I knew you were going to say the Mets, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, I, I was always I was always a big baseball fan. You know, as a kid, I, I liked the, the the players that I got my my tops cards on. You know, it didn't matter what team or anything like that. I I create my own teams of the players based on the positions they had. And then when when I got into fantasy baseball, it was the same thing. You know, I cared about the players. I didn't care about the teams. So I mean, I understand people caring about teams, and and that's fine. So yeah, who's who's the current announcer of the Mets? Uh, his name's Gary Cohen, and his uh, his color commentators are former Mets Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, and uh, oh, okay. it's just widely regarded around baseball. They're they're considered the top broadcast team currently in baseball. So we're very lucky as Mets fans these days. Okay, so Willie is the Keith Hernandez of of the great. <laughs> I mean, he is doing a great job. He's recognizing that Danny is really starting to stress out and he's just you know talking to him he's doing a very good job of whatever he can to try to keep him cool under pressure right um, what, what what what's great about this is, is you, you can see 
just by this scene and by other scenes also, but you can see the, how close of a friendship they have. That, you know, he is willing to, 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 to risk his own life to be able to, to, to escape with his best friend. You know, his best friend is, is messed up and, you know, is, is, is just ready, you know, he's, he's ready to crack. And, he's, and Willie says, you know, I'm, I'm only going to do this with you. And you got to give him a lot of credit for that. And we see, as we see through the rest of the movie, he, he doesn't leave his side at all. You know, even though this is a this is theoretically a big burden on anybody, this is a different type of burden that than Henley is taking on by taking uh, Blythe with him. Still, it's 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 a you know what I think this might even be a, a bigger burden because here it's someone who's scared. You know, someone who's scared can make can crack under pressure while they're trying to escape. But Blythe, his his problem would be if he just gets you know steered in the wrong direction. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Willie's he's selfless. You know, he's willing to risk not getting out to help Danny. And yeah, I, I think that someone who's scared is more likely than someone who's losing their eyesight also to do something, quote unquote, stupid in the moment. Yes. And so that's another reason it becomes more dangerous. Right. The blind person can do something accidentally, but he won't do it. Right. Uh, he, he won't make a bad decision. Right. Right. Again, so he's given the play by play that everyone's coming down. And, and then they give us another shot of, of, of Bronson where he... He looks even more agitated than he was just a few seconds ago, meaning that, that Willie's words of comfort were not very comforting. <laughs> just getting him <laughs> a, little, a, a little more uh, agitated along the way. And then they give us a great shot down the tunnel itself. And I love this shot because it helps establish that, first of all, they really did build something here in order you know, to film it. You know, they, they don't just have them entering uh, the tunnel and then exiting the tunnel. They actually show us that they built a tunnel. And you can see that it's a pretty long tunnel, too. I'd say that this is probably at least 50 feet long. That would be my estimation. What, what would you think? Uh, as far as the, the set or, like, uh, the, that it was going for? No, uh, both, both. I mean, uh, it's... Yeah, uh, I mean, it looks longer than 50 feet. I mean, that could be a trick of the camera, I guess, but um, it, it looks very long. Yeah. No. So again, it goes back to the idea of detail here, that that uh, they they want us to really believe that this is happening, and I think they succeed by by doing that by showing this this two second shot of you know at at this point <laughs> what what's funny is is that that when you think about it, if someone is this scared, you know, claustrophobic or whatever, I, I think the last thing you're supposed to do is tell them to look into a, a, an enclosed space. <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine so. I, I it's it, when I in watching this uh, these minutes this week and, and this minute particularly because this is when um, Danny really starts to to lose it. I thought of this is about maybe fifteen twenty years ago. I saw a TV special of some people that were going into uh, some never before revealed pyramids, and they were uh, uh, like had to crawl underneath. Um, the foundation to get into some of the inner chambers. And they showed a video of a guy lying flat on his belly. So he's on the sand and he had to like basically almost writhe like a snake underneath the entire pyramid above him to get into these inner chambers. And it was, it must've been 40, 50 feet long. And I remember looking at that and saying, I just, you know, I was nauseous just watching that. And you kind of get the same sort of sense here of just, you know, this really crammed tight space, um, or like Bruce Willis in Die Hard when he's going into the air shaft, where yeah. there's just no room at all to maneuver, and you've just got to, you got to just either just look straight ahead and just focus to just get out and not think about 
what you're doing, not think about the space that you're in. Right. Now, what I, what I like about it in Die Hard is they don't give you that claustrophobic feeling. <laughs> they, 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 you know, he, he basically says he feels like a TV dinner uh, when he's in yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's more joking about it. This, but here, they're, they're really letting us understand that this isn't just something in his mind. Or actually, it is something in his mind, but it's not just his imagination. This is something that uh, could theoretically happen. And at this point, he just cracks and says, Willie, I can't wait. I, I have to get out. You know, I must get out. And then he starts going. <laughs> Willie calls out after him, Danny, 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 four times. You know, and he starts to, to crawl through the tunnel. You know, Hilt is... Uh, uh, is alerted to the fact that uh, the two guys that are sitting below him have, have disappeared. You know, the, the, this is definitely going to be affecting the, the chain of, of how they're trying to escape and what they're planning on doing, you know, if someone's missing from there. You know, he. what, what I find funny is, is that, that Hiltz is supposedly at the top of the ladder, and he gets down the ladder really quickly, meaning it doesn't even look like they're that deep. I mean, they, they discussed earlier that, that they're digging down 30 feet. This doesn't look like 30 feet. Yeah, I mean, they, they show, like, his feet, I guess, and then he drops down. So either Steve McQueen got really tall all of a sudden, or maybe the we're just jumping ahead. Maybe he already had started crawling down the ladder, and we're just uh, getting to when he's already down at the bottom. Right. Yeah, I, I think in future minutes I'll probably have more to discuss about that with, uh, you know, when they have the rope and that type of stuff about how they're trying to get out. No, because I, I know that in the original book they discussed the fact that, you know, they, they reached a certain point where they wanted to start digging up at an incline, you know, in order to, to cut down the amount of, of how, they, how much they have to dig. And that was actually vetoed because they said if you do that, first of all, it's going to be harder to, to haul all the dirt because it's, it, you know, there, there's more of a chance that things are going to spill, you know, when it's on an incline like that. And also the whole idea of digging 30 feet under is so that they don't get – they're not detected. Uh, in the real camp, the, the Germans were sticking poles down into the, into the ground, checking for tunnels, and they, they, would, they would drive trucks around to try and collapse tunnels and stuff like that, which they, you know, in, in the movie they don't mention that at all. So – because that would be my first thought is that this is all an incline, so therefore we're not talking 30 feet. We're talking, you know, 10 feet or whatever. We'll never know because <laughs> they never show us. <laughs> they never show, you know, like they showed us right now the uh, the tunnel. They never show us the the area with the ladder completely. The the mm. magic of movies. <laughs> <laughs> what what wonders editors can do. So then Hiltz pops down and he's he's very concerned about what's going on because you know whoever was supposed to be there is gone. And then we see Roger continue with his ride on the trolley. You know, still holding that uh, satchel. Nice and firm. He reaches a way station, and you know the the, the guy at the way station grabs his his valise, throws it on the, the next trolley. Roger then crawls off. You know he's crawling in the dirt. His his suit is getting very dirty at this point. And then he's, <laughs> I love how he's he's waiting to 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 go through to the next thing. And he bangs on it, and nothing happens. And then like he just has this, this blank look on his face. You know, like someone's supposed to be pulling me. Why am I not going? <laughs> You know, he, he like has a, a double take at this point, where nothing will happen. And then you have Danny and Willie emerge from from the the tunnel there, and then Roger screams, "What is it, Danny? What's the matter?" And Danny doesn't listen and keeps moving. And he goes, "Danny, come here." And that's pretty much how this minute ends. Is there anything else you wanted to point out about this minute? Uh, not really. Um, the only thing I would say is I'm, I'm sure it's been discussed since you're almost two hours into the movie. Uh, but just 
Um, the first time I saw this movie was uh, after I had already seen Jurassic Park. And so for Richard Attenborough, for me, I only really knew him as the old guy from Jurassic Park and that guy who directed Chaplin and Gandhi. Uh, <laughs> so it was very interesting for me to see a much younger Richard Attenborough uh, having this big role in this movie. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. Do, would, do you think that, that you could theoretically say that uh, John Hammond is an older version of, uh, of Big X? Oh, that could be a natural progression. He gets out and um, he wants to see what he can do for uh, for advancing some sort of science. Yeah, I, I could see a through line there, sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that, that's good. It's always always nice to think about these type of things, even, even though you know anyone anyone who's seen this movie knows that theoretically that doesn't happen. But uh, you never know. Yes, we, we, the truth is, we never we never see Roger get shot. So anything is possible here. There, you know. Again, we go back to the editing. (laughs) It's possible that he's he hid under Max's body, you know, and then was was able to escape and you know made it made it back to Jurassic Park. (laughs) Actually, he stopped (laughs) he stopped off on uh, on Thirty Fourth Street on the way, and (laughs) a few he had a few other stops along the way too. You know, he was in India. And he was in he was in uh, Operation Market Garden, <laughs> and uh, and then he met Chaplin. So yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right. So if you have nothing else to discuss about this minute, so do you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, uh, both Twitter and Facebook, we have uh, both of my podcasts, uh, which are both completed, so you can easily binge them. Are both on there? Uh, if just look up Escape from New York Minute or Flash Gordon Minute on either Facebook or Twitter, and uh, we're on there. All right, and while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to this show. You can visit our Facebook group, The Cooler. You can visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. You can send us an email at thegreatminute at gmail.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So, Eric, you want to come back again tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about our chances of getting out of this tunnel. Wait, going which way? <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 much like Danny, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Okay. What, what, what's funny is, is that you know, we, we, Danny's at the end of the tunnel and he's going all the way back. You know, so you, you think that that if you're claustrophobic, you wouldn't want to go back through the whole the area that you just went through. But I, I guess we'll we'll find out a little more about that as the minutes go along. So until tomorrow, everyone. Tally ho! Tally ho! Tally ho.